Hello, and welcome to Season 2 of the Working While Homeschooling Podcast, the podcast for workingwhilehomeschooling.com, where our mission is to help homeschooling parents make money, maybe even have a career, while continuing to homeschool and without losing your sanity. My name is Julie, and I am your host and resident career coach today. I want to thank you all for joining us and listening in. I hope you're doing well. On today's episode, we'll be speaking to Michelle, who is in photography. If you're an entrepreneur or business owner, this announcement is for you. Do you have questions about how to get more clients or wonder how you can do more with less? Do you have big, crazy dreams that you're not quite sure how to tackle? Or perhaps you're wondering how you could make a real income doing any of it? If you've said yes to any of the above, you should consider signing up for one of my business entrepreneur coaching sessions. Now, being your own boss is great, but working on your own doesn't mean you have to go it alone. Coaching is going to provide you the accountability and support you need so that you can reap the rewards of being a solo entrepreneur with less doubt, stress, and struggle. So give yourself an edge over the competition. You can check out my one-on-one coaching services at my site or below. It really is time for you to be able to write your own success story. So let me help you. Again, check out the link on my site or below. So, Michelle, can you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. I am a military spouse, so we kind of joke around. We sometimes have this art of reinventing ourselves, and it's quite quite the adventure. But um, these days, I am busy in the D.C. metro area. We are a family of four. I have two boys. My eldest is seven, and my younger is just turned five. And I actually work as a wedding and portraits photographer, and I've been doing that for a few years. Well, I know that you had talked, we had talked a little bit about the photography world um, and before. So when we're thinking about, you know, building a brand new business, especially in something like photography, that depending on your location, maybe it's kind of, I don't want to say oversaturated, but you have a lot of competition out there. What are some of the things you you thought about when you were kind of developing and building your own business? Wow, that is, you know, it's so really funny. You don't know what you don't know. Exactly. And when you get started, you, I think the biggest thing for me is that I wish I'd had a true bona fide mentor from the very beginning because mm-hmm. it would have accelerated um, the growth of building a brand and, building a service and a client experience that was really top notch. I think for me, one of the great struggles is not only did I build a new business, I built it in a brand new location because I've only been here since 2017. So, you know, I just went for it and I learned so much along the way and connecting with different mentors and courses has really helped me define who I am and what I want to do and we'll probably get more into that down the road but it was really a discovery process and I say a progressive revelation (laughs) as we've gone along the way and there have been times when I've had to course correct and I've learned a lot even the hard way so you know I think I could probably help a lot of people just by saying don't do this (laughs) don't do this do that like I was doing the best I could with what I had, so. You know, I, that's exactly the, the case. And um, being in the government world and moving a lot ourselves, I totally get, you know, you move every two to three years. 
you literally do start from scratch every single time. And that can be a positive and a negative. So, I mean, I know that, you know, we just moved to the summer out of the DC area. And so that because I had already built my coaching business and that sort of things, I felt like my identity did not completely go away. You know, like I, I'm, not, I'm not necessarily starting from scratch inside because like I know what I am and what I do and I kind of have a system built up. But I do remember those years of like, you know, especially when you get to a brand new city, it's just like, all right, where do you go? What do you do? Mm-hmm. Where are the best places to meet people? And then you find out, you know, other people have already met them all and, you know, that sort of thing. But I also think the positive of that is that we do get to start with a fresh slate a little bit. We're not stuck in a rut. That sounds bad, but you know what I'm talking about, right? Like, you know, it's just everything's fresh and clean and brand new. Right. Yeah. That's so true. And that is what happened to me. I started mostly with families. I mean, I got into photography, not as a business to begin with, mostly as a hobby because I realized how fast it goes, you know, with my first and next thing you know, we have another baby and I was just amazed, you know, the experience. I've always been very sentimental and I've always had one foot in the creative world. So I am not surprised at all that I ended up in photography. And I did start with families because I have my own little family that I wanted to learn how to perfect this art of taking their photos and their boys and they're very wiggly. So I, I joke around, I reached out to my Facebook community, let me practice on your kids so I can get better at this for my kids sake, because I want really good pictures of my boys every season. And so but when I moved here, So I was really isolated when I was in New York. It was very teeny tiny little town. Um, So um, there, I mean, I could have pursued wedding photography, but it would have been a really great commitment as far as long drives. And that just wasn't where I was at my, in my life at that time with a just turned two year old. So when we moved down here, it took me a little while to build momentum, but yes, it's just like you said, I was able to start branching out and doing new things and really start to learn the art of doing weddings, uh, you know, wedding photography. So that was really good. And if we move again, it really, just like you said too, the identity may and hopefully won't go away, like who I am and my ethos and what I stand for and the client experience that I want to give as a gift to those who I get the privilege of working with will always be the same. But the way it looks, it might look really different. And part of that's because I've started to niche down into the green world. So right now it looks mostly like green weddings, but I would love to work more with green brands as a whole. So people working in any kind of holistic health, healing, counseling, integrated health, um, businesses, even startup businesses, even network marketing, lots and lots and lots of people need headshots and branding photos for their social media presence. And I would love to help those whom I feel aligned with their mission. But if we move somewhere outside of the DC area, that might look totally different. (laughs) So I might find myself in a whole nother world. And so I guess the moral of the story is be flexible, you know, blessed are the flexible. They don't get bent out of shape. (laughs) So that's awesome. I love that. I'm so writing that down. So tell me, um, what are some of the kind of, let's say marketing slash business building things that you did to get your name out when you were brand new and a brand new place and kind of, and to build the business. 
That's a great question. I think one of, for the photographers, one of the most important things you can do is obviously go to networking events, bring your business cards, have a really strong social media presence, especially Instagram if you're into photography. When you meet people, connect with them on Instagram. You know, hey, can I follow you? And then screenshot those people and then put them in little folders on your phone. And then just make a point to engage however often it feels natural for you. Is it once a week? Is it once a month? Just reach back out to the people. You know, hey, just thinking about you. Uh, would you like to get together for coffee? And you'll know the right people. You'll feel it. Your vibe will attract your tribe. You'll, you'll feel who you connect with. And you'll stay in touch with those people. And you give them your business cards. And for me, the big thing is you, and I heard this recently in another, kind of like an online teaching, you have, where you have love, you have authority. And so if you're walking in the concept of I'm here to love, I'm here to serve, I'm here to make a difference and an impact in these people's lives. What is it that I can contribute and how can I add value to who they are and what they're doing in their business or their life, whether it's relationships or business or something else that really goes a long way and people can feel that. They, I, they can I agree. Don't you think? Yes, so, I do. I do. People know when, you know, they're being used. I mean, we all know that like the second the telemarketer picks up the phone, we can just feel it. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, we know when you know, people just want us for something for them. And then we know when people really want to really do care about us. So that's for sure. How does homeschooling fit into all of this? Oh, goodness. So it's really funny because I grew up with this culture and a lot of people homeschooled and don't ever say, you know, I will never because you'll almost always end up on that journey. And it's not a bad thing. It's just kind of a surprise. Um, our eldest is now seven, but when he was about two-ish, we had him evaluated, and he was diagnosed on the spectrum, and he's doing great. We started therapies with him early. He's thriving. He has his little quirky things, but overall, he's a very verbal, very bright, precocious child, and just a bit quirky. And very active. <laughs> His mind I'm is quirky when myself, so I totally <laughs> good there. Oh man, so much fun. We have so many great conversations. So we looked for a schooling environment that would be supportive for him, and we were really blessed to find a play-based program. I'm not even though I have many, many years of higher education and I personally grew up with a strong draw towards learning in that environment. I also realized that I put a lot of pressure on myself and it was not healthy. So when it came to our kids, my philosophy has just been a bit different. They'll learn when they're ready to learn. Let's play. Let's do the building blocks of movement, brain connections. And a lot of that stems from going to speech and OT and listening yeah. to the therapist. And so it's been great. So when we chose the school, we gave them an extra year of kindergarten basically like they call it junior kindergarten. So you've got pre-K three, pre-K four, junior kindergarten, and then kindergarten. It was a half day program and he was just loving it. But once you get past then, you're done. So we had to find another way. And through our area, there's something called University 
model schools international and i happened to find it really truly on accident and we toured the school and overall i had a really good feeling about the curriculum content and about the format even though certain things maybe aren't ideal overall i think it's a really good a really good option and so we enrolled the boys this year so that's kind of how we ended up there we do two days there and we do three days at home and I actually this is kind of funny but they get their rolly bags of all their school stuff has to come home with them because it comes home the home lessons right. come home so it's in a rolly bag in the back of the car and so the following day we actually go to the kids room at our gym and we just unpack you know all the bags and I just kind of take over the kids' space there. Nobody's usually in there. And we do our school in a, it looks like a school room. It's the playroom attached to the gym in our community. And it's bright and it's happy and it's tons of windows, lots of space for wiggling. So we do that. And so far, so good. It's, it's been an adjustment, but I think we're doing okay considering do you have any kind of like, let's say, I don't know, personal life hacks or logistical things that you've done that make all of this kind of work easier for you, combining the working and the homeschooling? Oh, man. That is, overall, that is still a challenge for me. I'm still trying to figure it out. One of the things that I've done, it's kind of like a systems thing. Mm -hmm. On Sunday nights, it really helps me to hit the reset button. And so I have a hard planner, like an actual paper planner, and I have my phone and I will go through and just sync the week and make sure everything that's written down is also in my phone and everything in my phone. I have two, actually four alerts for any appointment <laughs> that reminds me a day ahead and then two hours ahead, then an hour ahead and 30 minutes ahead. So it makes it really difficult for me to miss out on something important. So that really helps. And then time blocking, you know, when the boys are at school, that's when I can plan specific things like meetings with people, um, deep brain work, you know, something that requires the executive function of my brain. Yeah. <laughs> I plan that when they're not here. And then just your typical things like email, you know, just typical calendaring stuff. A lot of times I'll do after they go to bed and by that time I'm not as my brain is just tired so I can do kind of your secondary not the most important tasks yeah no, absolutely you know? it's it's the work that doesn't require brain power perfect that's yeah. it <laughs> I do the same thing well I know that one of the things we as women we as homeschool moms we excel at looking at what we don't do well Okay, like our faults and like what we're not good at. But is there something that, you know, kind of juggling all of this that you think has brought to your life? There's something that you do well? Can you, like, you know, what's something that you think you've gained out of this experience? You know, something that I always remind myself is that I am so privileged. I am so, I say blessed. I am so blessed to be in a situation. And it gives me great perspective to be able to work from home and love on my kids and provide home-based education, at least in part. And that I think when I get tempted and I do sometimes feel overwhelmed, it's a lot. 
And then photography, as we just talked about, we may be moving again. And I don't know how many years. It's not really up to me. But right. if we do, I have to start all over again. So I love that all my eggs aren't in one basket. And so I think that's good. It's made me um, really flexible and um, helped me. It's really tempting to say all or nothing. It really is to say, well, I'm going to put all my effort in this one thing. It's actually much harder the executive function of the brain, it requires a lot more brain power to, to do multiple things. And so this is really a stretching point in my own life as far as handling a lot of things. <laughs> I couldn't do this even, I don't think. I think back to when I was working and I didn't have kids and I remember feeling so overwhelmed, but I'm like, you only had one job and you didn't have any kids. <laughs> it was easy. That was really easy. So I sometimes have to remind myself, you know, you are so fortunate. You're in, you live in a country where this is possible. You know, you, you have a husband who's hundred percent supportive, like just changing my mindset from, Oh, I feel so overwhelmed too. I'm so grateful that I, that I have this opportunity. Um, I think is really important. And, and the other thing I, I would say, as I struggled off and on with, uh, what do I do? You know, what's my place as a military spouse? What is my career and what's my purpose and what's my passion? And how do I make this section of my life not feel like my life is on hold? You know, how do I make it count? And I don't have a struggle anymore. I, in fact, it's the opposite. I have found I have so many passions, <laughs> so many purposes between, you know, being a wife and being a part of what my husband does and his job and and being a mother and, and all these other interests that I have as far as career, um, it's quite the opposite now. I guess that's a good problem, but um, yeah, yeah it's interesting. So as we wrap up today, we've got a lot of, you know, um, listeners out there. What's one word of encouragement or advice, inspiration, whatever, that you would just like to leave them with today? When it comes to the business and juggling it all, I think it's so worth investing in mentorship. You know, it's don't go at it alone. There's so much strength in the village that that's really made such a difference for me. I would still be toiling. I wouldn't know how to blog. I wouldn't understand what SEO is. There's so much that it wouldn't be moving my business forward if I hadn't taken the step and said, you know what, I'm, I'm worth it. I'm worth investing in. I'm worth it. My own growth and development in this career that I've chosen is worth the investment. So find a coach, find a mentor, know you're worth it. And, and then just one day at a time and be, be present, be patient, trust the process, and just take it one day at a time. Now, as we wrap up our episode today, I want to thank you all for listening in. There are a ton of great podcasts out there, but you chose to spend your time here with me, so thank you. Please be sure to check out the show notes for the links to my site, workingwhilehomeschooling.com, and all of the great ways that you can connect with us online. And we do appreciate our listener supporters, so if you're enjoying today's podcast, you too can support us with a small monthly donation that's going to help us continue with great content and interviews like you've heard here today on the Working Mom Homeschooling Podcast. Just check out the show notes for the link. And I also appreciate your online reviews, all of you that are subscribing to our podcast. 
Thank you to all of you who have been sharing this with your homeschooling friends. And if you know someone that you think would be a great guest on our podcast, please let me know at julietworkingwildhomeschooling.com. Thank you for listening in today. Thank you to Michelle for being our guest. And everyone, please make sure you're joining us in our Facebook group for continuing conversation on today's topic and beyond. I look forward to seeing each of you soon at our next podcast for Working While Homeschooling.